Good morning, Open Arms Church, and happy Christmas. I hope I can still say that. It's only a day later. We pray that you're having a great Christmas weekend. Hopefully you're surrounded by your friends or family or loved ones today. Happy St. Stephen's Day. We're praying that you have a great Christmas break. God is so good, and I'm just so privileged to be able to come to you today and share what's on my heart, share with you the Word of God. So thank you for joining us. This morning, I'm going to be talking to you about faith versus fear. Now, what is faith? Faith is simply believing, believing in God. You can have faith in anything. It just means to believe. But today we're going to be talking about faith in God. But trusting his word and trusting what he says is true. Why is faith important? Because it seems like our faith gives God the ability to participate in our life. Jesus mentions faith on several occasions to various people and how strong their faith was. And because they simply believed him at his word, their faith gave him entrance into their lives. Well, that's what faith is. And if that's what faith is, what is the opposite of faith? The opposite of faith is fear. Because fear doubts God's word, and fear doesn't believe what God says is true. While fear may be a natural human reaction, it's a natural human response to things. And we see where when angels show up in the Bible many times, where they say, don't be afraid. And even Jesus himself said it, don't be afraid. But the thing is, is we can combat that natural reaction with our faith. See, fear cripples our faith, and it keeps us from reaching our potential. Fear actually paralyzes us. Have you ever been so scared that you were frozen? Or maybe you've seen a movie or a show. I was recently watching E.T. where... Elliot sees E.T. for the first time, and he's, he, he can't even talk. He's like, help, mom. <laughs> and that is a natural physical reaction when someone is really afraid, but it's also a good picture of what's happening in the spirit if you are in fear. You're paralyzed. But faith releases you from that fear, from the grip of the enemy. Faith propels you and pushes you forward towards the things of God. So we're going to look into that a little bit more. Now, as Christians, we are called to be different in this world. How are you different? How do people, when they look at you, see that you're different? You have a light to you. Why are you walking around with your head held high? It's not because of we think we're anything special, but we know whose we are and who is in us and who is protecting us and leading us and guiding us. Well, one of the things that I want to touch on really quick because this ties into our faith is love. In 1 Corinthians 13, that whole chapter is known as the love chapter. Read it. Read it as many times as you can. It's so, so good. And in 1 Corinthians 13, 13, it says that now abides faith, hope, and love, and the greatest of these is love. Now, you have to know how much your heavenly Father loves you. 
And this month, our memory verse in Kids Church has been, For God so loved the world that he gave his only son so that we don't have to die and we can live forever with him. That is the essence and the meaning of Christmas. And we tell our kids that we give gifts on Christmas because God was the first one to start the gift-giving tradition. He gave us the best gift ever. Now you have to know that your God loves you. You have to know that he's wanting to provide for you, that he's wanting to heal you, that he's wanting to protect, protect you and go out before you and make your way straight. You have to know how much he loves you. And we jump to hope. And hope is often looked at as the big picture. In hope we see our dreams and, and maybe what we saw for our life. And, and hope is like, uh, what has God shown you? What are your, what are your visions and your plans? Or even the promises of God that you hope to see fulfilled in your life. That's hope. But faith is the vehicle that sees that to the end. Faith is what puts that into motion and makes hope a reality. Now fear, fear will be the vehicle that drives you in the opposite direction of your destiny. Because it's Christmas time, we're going to take a look at some events that happened around the birth of Jesus and a couple angel encounters. The first one in Luke chapter 1 <coughs> is when the angel appears to Zechariah. Zechariah is um, a priest in the temple, and an angel appears to him, and he tells him, your prayers have been answered, you're going to have a son. And then he proceeds to tell him what your son is going to do and what he's going to grow up to be. And you're going to call him John. But Zechariah responds and he says, how am I supposed to know this? I'm an old man and my wife is advanced in years. Now, when I first read that scripture, I was like, well, it's not so different from what Mary said. How is this going to be? But in the Passion Translation, I looked at it and it says, Zechariah asked the angel, how do you expect me to believe this? I'm an old man, and my wife is too old to give me a child. What sign can you give me to prove to me that this is going to happen? Well, the next verse, uh, Gabriel is not too happy with that reaction. And he says, I'm Gabriel, who stands in the presence, who stood in the presence of God, and I was asked to come here to bring you these glad chidings. But behold, you are going to be mute and not able to speak until these things take place because you did not believe my words, which will be fulfilled in their end time. So I'm pretty sure that what we say and how we respond and react to, the God, to God's word makes a big difference. And I think that he had to shut Zechariah up because if he left from there and he had this attitude of, I can't believe this is happening right now. This is not happening then he could have messed it up. I believe that. <laughs> now, now, the next one we know pretty well, probably, is the Christmas story. When the angel appeared to Mary. But looking at it a little further, when she does say, how is this going to be? Because I don't know a man. You know in the tone 
of the whole question is a pretty reasonable question. <laughs> and so the angel proceeds to tell her. And her response is, Behold, your maidservant, and let it be done to me as you have said. Mary chose faith, and she chose to believe the words of God. Even though I'm sure she could have reacted a hundred different ways. Now we're going to take a look at a story of a man <clears throat> whose faith really determined someone's life or death. We're going to go to Mark chapter 5, and I'm going to go through this story pretty quickly, verses five, five, uh, 5, verses 21 to 42. So Jesus is crossing over a lake, and he gets to the other side, and there's a ton of people there. And Jairus is a ruler of the synagogue, and he comes before Jesus and falls at his feet, and he says, come, please, my daughter lies at the at death's door. But if you come and lay hands on her, she will live. He was speaking the faith that he had. He knew who Jesus was. And he knew if he could lay hands on her, she would live. Jesus said, I, I see that faith and I can work with that. Let's go. So they all go. And a bunch of people are following them. Well, in that crowd, as they're on their way to Jairus' house, is somebody else who's getting their faith working. In verse 25, we see that there's a woman there, and she's had an issue of blood for 12 years. She's getting worse and worse. She's done everything she thought of, <clears throat> but she heard about Jesus. And she believed enough in who he was and the power of God that was in him. She said, I, I don't even need him to know who I am. I don't need him to lay hands on me. She said with her mouth, if I just touch the hem of his garment, I will be healed. So she made her way through the crowd and she touched the hem of his garment and she could tell she had been healed. Power went out from him. And Jesus says, well, wait a minute, who touched me? And the disciples are like, Jesus, really? We're, tons of people are touching you. How can you say that? And he goes, no, somebody touched me. So the woman comes around and she says, it, it was me. I did that. And this is what happened. And she explains everything to him. And Jesus said, wow. He says to her in verse 34, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed. Well, while this is happening, someone from Jairus' house comes and tells Jairus, your daughter, I'm sorry to tell you, she's dead. There's no need to bother the teacher anymore. But Jesus heard him say that. Jesus heard that man. And he turned to Jairus before he could respond and he said, Don't be afraid. Only believe. Some of you need to hear that today. Some of you need to hear that Jesus is telling you, Don't be afraid. Only believe. Now, if anybody had any excuse to fall apart, to completely lose it, it would have been Jairus. And he had a choice to make in that moment. He could have said, no, it's no use. She's gone. Forget it. I just knew things like hap this happens to me in my life. This is the end. This is awful. Just forget it. Just leave me alone. He had a choice. He could have said that, but he didn't. We don't see that he says another word, which was probably wisdom. But Jesus says, okay, it's getting serious now. 
I need my faith team. Peter, James, and John, come with me. Everybody else, do not follow us. So the rest of the disciples are going to be crowd control and say, nope, okay, that's enough. Jesus shows up to Jairus' house, and they get there. Everyone's crying and wailing because the daughter is dead. And Jesus tries to interject faith in the room and says, what are you guys crying for? She's asleep. She's not dead. But instead, they ridicule him, and they make fun of him and mock him. And Jesus says, all right, everybody out. He brings in his faith team, Peter, James, and John, mom and dad, and he lays his hands on her. And the Bible says, he says, Talitha kumi, I don't know if I'm saying that right, but which is translated, little girl, I say to you, arise. And immediately she rises up and walks around because she was 12 years old. Wow. And everybody is amazed. In the arena of faith versus fear, how can we make sure to win every time? Well, I'm going to give you a few points here. And the first one is, faith feeds on the word of God. Mark 4.24, he says, take heed to what you hear, Jesus says. Another translation says, take care to what you listen to. You know, what really struck me about this story is how a couple times Jesus says, okay, let's clear out the crowd. And I want you to ask yourself today, what do you need to clear the room with? Are you feeding your faith or are you feeding your fear? Now, I'm not talking about ostracizing different people in your life, but if there is people in your life that are just only talking negativity, bringing you down, maybe you need to gently as possible take a break. Surround yourself with people of faith who are going to build you up and speak words of faith in your life? Are you watching the news every night and sucking up all the fear that the world has to give you? Well, turn it off for a while. Get that out of your life. You can go on Instagram and look at the cliff notes, read the bullet points. I'm not saying, you know, don't be aware of what's going on, but that's what I do. Just, I just, give me the bullet points. I know what's going on in the world. But I don't want to feed myself on the fear that the world is feeding on. So we need to keep our focus on the word of God. You have to remember that Satan's aim is to destroy the faith of the believer. Now, the next point is faith isn't moved by our five senses. What do you mean by that? Well, our sight, our smell, our, our feelings... I mean, how many times do you wake up in the morning and you feel like, I just feel so safe today. I just feel like the best Christian alive. No, not always. But are you still saved? Yes. Are you still a Christian going to heaven? Yes, you are. How you feel does not determine that. So what you see as well, it's not denying what you see. Faith does not deny what you see, but faith looks at what you see square in the face and declares the word of God. If there is something that's not lining up with the word of God, that is not following the word of God, you speak life to that situation. You speak the word of God to that situation. The next thing is, is faith trusts. And this could be a hard time, hard time for people to do that. 
Proverbs 13, 12 says, Hope deferred makes the heart sick. But when a desire comes to pass, it's a tree of life. Deferred means postponed or delayed, suspended or withheld until a certain time. Well, let's be honest. A lot of us have had hope deferred. Maybe it's as small as an eight-year-old who didn't get to have their birthday party two years in a row. Or a vacation that you had planned that you weren't able to do. Or maybe it's your business that you had to let go of during this season. That is hope deferred. But you have to trust that God has you. You have to trust your heavenly father. You have to look at the names of God. You have to know that he loves you. There's a popular song that's been out there called Jehovah Jireh. And it's a great song. And I hope you've been listening to it this past year. Jehovah Jireh means God, my provider. But there's other names of God. Like Jehovah Rapha, God, my healer. Like Jehovah Nisi, God, my victory. You need to start saying those things and speaking those things over your life. And faith listens. That's my third point. Faith listens. Romans 10, 17 says, Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. If you don't have the word of God in your heart, then Satan can come at any time to bring fear in your life. But we need to take time to get that word deep into our heart, not just up here where we kind of just know it, but down in here where you really know it and you believe it. And unfortunately, we don't have like some kind of HDMI port where we can just click it in and download it. We have to spend time reading the Word of God, listening to the Word of God, watching church online, or listening to podcasts that are filled with faith that are going to build you up. We have to take time to cultivate that relationship with God so that it really makes a difference in our life. And then the last thing is faith speaks or fear is going to speak. What are you filled up with and what are you saying? You know, it's just like what happened in our stories. Zechariah made a choice not to believe. And he was shut up by the angel. <laughs> he said, you have to keep your mouth shut because <laughs> this has to happen. I need John the Baptist. He's going to be an important part of our lives. So, be careful what you're saying. Be careful how you're reacting. I mean, I've had moments where I'm like, why am I not freaking out? I should be really freaking out right now. But I'm not because I know who my Heavenly Father is. And like Jairus, you might have a perfectly good excuse to completely melt down and lose it. But you have a choice to make. And I know it's tough. And I know like never before we am being bombarded with fear. Perhaps in your lifetime you have never experienced this much bombardment of fear. Or hope deferred or anything like that. It's been a difficult time for all of us. But we do not give in to that fear. 
We have to be strong. Psalm 91, 1 through 3 says, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord. What are you saying? I will say he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in him I will trust. That's what I'm going to say. And then it goes on to say, surely he will deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from perilous pestilence. Well, hallelujah, (laughs) we need deliverance, don't we? What you're saying about your life and your situation makes a difference. Webster's Dictionary says concerning fear that it's anxious anticipation of danger, pain, or fright. Which is why the Bible says don't be anxious for anything. But in prayer and petition with thanksgiving present your request to God. And it might be hard to be thankful. And maybe this Christmas season has been a really tough one for you to be thankful in. Sometimes the Bible calls it offering a sacrifice of praise. And that sometimes praising God is a sacrifice that we have to do. Even then we don't feel like it. And even when we don't see it. In conclusion, I just want to encourage each one of you not to give up. Galatians 6, 9 says, Let us not become weary in doing good. For at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we faint not. If you don't quit, you win. I'm going to leave you with a short story. I have a friend whose daughter was only nine years old. She was gripped with depression. She actually wrote a letter to her parents. And she was a Christian girl, grew up in church. And she said to her parents, I just rather go to heaven right now. And it just broke their hearts. She had been bullied at school. They had recently moved. There was all kinds of things that had happened in their life. And she gave this testimony and she said, we went to the word of God and we started speaking scriptures over her. We prayed for her. We prayed with her. And we had to know and and tread carefully. We knew what to do at what time. We just had to ask God to help us. She said, but it didn't happen overnight. And we didn't see anything right away. But I believe we saw breakthrough through our consistency. She said, we stayed with it. We stayed consistent. And we prayed and we spoke and we prayed and we spoke and we never gave up on her. Until one day they saw a breakthrough. And it was like a light shining through her again. And she got her joy back this precious little girl. And I just want to encourage you, don't give up. What's going on in the world is affecting all age groups right now. But don't give up. Even if you're not seeing anything and you're not seeing what you want to see and you don't see how it's going to happen, don't give up. If you don't quit, you will win. You know, we're just passing time on this earth anyway. (laughs) And God has you in the palm of his hand. And he loves you and cares for you, for each one of you. If there's any of you watching today, 
And maybe you haven't given your heart to Jesus. But I would wager that there's a few of you watching that have. And did you know that God gave, the Bible says he gave each person a measure of faith. But did you know that the greatest miracle is the miracle of your spirit being reborn when you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? And if you've done that, you have the greatest faith. You have everything within you now to be all that God's created you to be. But if you haven't made that step today, I want to pray with you. And we're going to ask God to come into your heart and make a new creature. The Bible says it's a, you exist, you're a new person that never before existed when your spirit comes alive to God. And that's simply knowing that for God so loved the world that he gave his son to die on the cross for your sin. And whoever believes on him will not die but have everlasting life. So pray this after me. Dear Heavenly Father, I ask you to forgive me of my mistakes and my sin. I believe that Jesus did come. He came as a baby. And he grew and he died a sinless sacrifice for me. And I thank you, Heavenly Father, for raising him from the dead. I believe that. And I receive him as my Lord and Savior right now this morning. And I know that I can spend eternity with him in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, please go to openarms.ie forward slash connect and fill out a connect card for us so that we can be in touch with you. We're not going to overwhelm you with just one simple text or email. And maybe we can answer any questions you might have. But thanks again for joining us today on the St. Stephen's Day. And just let me give an all over prayer for our Open Arms Church. Father God, we just pray for each one who's listening to this message today. We pray that you fill their hearts with hope and you fill their hearts with faith. I pray, Father, that they will have a wonderful break. I pray, Father God, that you are leading them and guiding them into all truth. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks again for watching, and we will see you again very soon.